Hey there, Ralph Garman here. Thanks so much for checking out this free edition of The Ralph Report. If you like what you hear, do me a favor. Subscribe to The Ralph Report so we can put some fun in your ears five days a week. And you can listen for as little as $3 a month. So subscribe today so you don't miss out on any of the fun. Go to patreon.com slash The Ralph Report and sign up. Welcome to The Ralph Report with Ralph Garman. Well, hello there, boys and girls. Welcome to The Ralph Report. It is a brand new show for a Tuesday. Ah! This 23rd year of science, 2022. Science! All health science. It is right to give science thanks and praise, just like it's right for you guys to be here with us on The Ralph Report. The Ralph Report. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow, that was <laughs> remarkably similar. Well, you know, it's a vegan giant talent. There. John Fink's got the pipes. Natural mimic. Can you believe August is almost wrapping up? I can't, man. My kid's been in school for a week. It's just I thought crazy. it just started. It did. We just started talking about <laughs> guests. I know. And soon, <laughs> guest is going to be over. Right. That's your favorite month. It is my favorite month. You love <laughs> Guess. Because you get to do that. I know. So fun. Mm. Hey, kids, you've picked an excellent podcast to uh, listen to today. Great episode coming your way. Because on the counter, you want to know why? Well, Tuesdays are always fun because we get to twist our tongues. Oh, joy. This one is brutal. <laughs> because last week, we cruised through pretty you easily. Did. You did it like the second I time. I got to the goal line and fell apart. Yeah, but then you came back. You got it. All right. Um... And people are getting thinking that we're 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 easing up. We're we're being too easy on ourselves. Uh-huh. Okay. So they're they're trying to clamp down. Okay. And I think this one's going to be we painful. Don't, we don't need that. No, we. Don't. I need the confidence boost. We'll take the challenge. Also on Tuesdays, of course, it's TV Tunes Tuesday, a uh, classic TV theme song from a TV show, and we do the deep dive into that program. Uh, entertainment news, phone calls, so much stuff ahead. Uh, we got to jump right into it. Don't do it. Before we get into uh, Tongue Twister Tuesday, mm-hmm. however, do we have some time for Sex in the News? Oh, yeah. All right. Sex This one comes to us from our listener, Julie, the sexy librarian. Oh. Thank you, Julie. Hello. This story made me lose my mind. In a good way? No, not in oh, a good way at all. in an angry way? Not in an angry way, just sort of shocked and like, and in disbelief like a what the fuck way yeah like how can people be so clueless <laughs> oh, okay just uh over the weekend mm-hmm. during the three and four star virtual cocktail party yes we were talking about uh different topics of sex university that i would or would not cover right 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 and someone brought up as an example furries right would I talk about the furries? I believe I have. I if think not, we mentioned it. If not, we can certainly do a, a deep dive on furries. They're an interesting group of people. Mm-hmm. Which relates to this story, probably what gave uh, Julie the idea to send it our way. The Christian Furry Fellowship. Hmm. This is a group of furries who are evangelical Christians. Okay. Are worried that they're going to be targeted for their faith. They say they could be doxxed if people discover their anti-gay beliefs amongst the furry community. Huh. Because the furry community, famously, is accepting of all different genders and sexualities. Yeah. 
and sexual preferences yeah. and are almost exclusively either agnostic or non-religious. Right. And so these hyper-religious furries are concerned that if their bigoted nature of their religious beliefs is uncovered, they will be they will be like bigot, bigoted yeah. against. I don't know how how do you line up being a furry with a, an evangelical Christian? How do those two how do, how can they work those together? Look, I feel that you can be a religious person if that's your so if uh-huh. that's your you know choice. Yeah. And also be a sexual person and like what you like. Those can coexist. Ah, okay. Maybe. But if you're a super religious person with anti-gay beliefs, That's what I'm saying. You don't have a right to be concerned that people are going to hold your religious beliefs against you when you join a community that you know is largely made up of people who are either LGBTQ+ or non-religious. Right. I I don't know how you those people can have both those parts of their brain in the same head. Uh, an article was written by a journalist named Riley Farrell who spoke with the leaders of the Christian Furry Fellowship mm-hmm. and discovered that one of the things about the Furry Fellowship, the Christian Furry Fellowship, is bringing the good news to furry fandom. <laughs> See, because it gets worse. Okay. It's not just that they like to be furries, but they feel it's their calling to spread the word of God to the other furries who aren't part of their religious beliefs. So they're trying to indoctrinate the other furries. Exactly. They're rigid. They say it's hard to be a conservative Christ follower furry when you believe that most of the furries you hang out with are hellbound. Hmm. Because they say it's okay to have homosexual thoughts, but it's not okay to act on those thoughts and engage in homosexual sex because that is a sin and you're going to hell. I just can't picture a furry casting out judgment on other people. That's my point. I just can't entirely wrap my brain around it. If you're choosing to engage with a community that is almost exclusively built on inclusion and live and let live, how do you carry that bigotry into that community? Those two halves, I don't know how you, you make one whole brain with those two halves. I have a similar problem with the log cabin Republicans, yeah, which is famously a group of gay, uh, super conservative Republicans yeah. who believe that they are, I guess, spreading the word of God amongst other I don't gay know. conservatives, or they're bringing the, the 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 gay agenda to the conservative leadership. But the truth is, the vast majority of super conservatives don't want anything to do with gay or lesbian people. Yeah, they they in fact often enact legislation or yeah. or put themselves in a position. You're quite to, literally voting against your own self interest, right? Yeah. So for the furries to put on their costumes and go to these events and then fear that perhaps they're going to be judged because they're judging the other people. My head, when I read this article, I just, I got a headache. I almost had an embolism because of the lack of self-awareness and hypocrisy present amongst this community. That's uh, quite astounding. Quite astounding. Just to clarify for my own own purposes, Uh just to say it out loud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They believe you can dress up as an otter and a unicorn, uh-huh. and you can fuck each other right. in costumes. Right. But two men being together, two women being together. No, you can't be a gay otter. That is sending you to hell. No. 
Gay I, otters can't I fuck. I can be a wolf and I can fuck a pony. Right. A female pony. But I can't, but two people of the same gender no. can't be together. No, that's that's where I draw the line. No. It's one thing to put on, you know, a mascot costume. Right, and fuck another person in a mascot costume. Right. But. That's how God intended it. <laughs> but they have to have different parts to do that. So. That doesn't make go. any sense. Yeah. You, I don't know how you throw out judgment when you're that. My furry friendships are a blessing, said one red fox. But I am sad to see so much grief within the fandom that could be helped by the knowledge of the Lord. If they would just accept Jesus into their lives, then they could truly be but happy running around in their furry costumes. Do evangelicals, I don't know much about evangelicals, do they go around having promiscuous multiple partners? Now, like I don't know whether lives? these furries are only... Or these monogamous these relations. married furries. I don't know what their deal is, the, uh, the Christian furry fellowship. I'm not sure how they, they enact their right. fetish. But my point is, if you were to just introduce your furry nature to your other evangelical friends, I would be curious to see what that reaction would be like. I think you get just as much judgment from that side. As, if not if more. If not more from the side you're afraid of. That's my point, is if you want to do something positive, why don't you try to create more acceptance amongst the evangelical community yeah. towards people with different sexual bents than yours? rather than trying to convert the furries to your religious beliefs, if you truly want to enact some positive change. But those beliefs are so rigid as far as homosexuality goes, they can't do that and I'm still just, be part of their faith. Again, just the confusion and the frustration <laughs> as I was reading that article was making me speak out loud to myself. So uh, the article is out there. If you just if you uh, do a quick search for, uh, what's the hell's their name again? What did I say? Furries? Uh, Christian Furry Christian Fellowship furry is fellowship. the name of the group. Mm. And uh, they, uh, they've they got very strict beliefs about who you can fuck yeah. and who you can't, and how you can fuck them and how you can't. <laughs> My God. It makes no fucking sense. The things people worry about. Just put on your costume and have a good time. Yeah. Don't worry about what any about right. anybody else in any other yeah. costume is Dress doing. Dress up like a koala bear and fuck somebody. Plus, they're all in costumes. How do you know what gender they are? Does it matter? Or or what sexual preference they have? It's a You're furry, a fox. It's a furry hole at this point. You're just a fox. <laughs> Don't worry about it. What does the fox say? <laughs> if I remember the song correctly. So, there you go, kids. In a world full of hypocrisy and confusion... We just add it to it a little oh, bit God. with today's sex in the news. All right, now that my mind's been twisted, mm. might as well twist my tongue too. Every Tuesday, folks send in tongue twisters for us to attempt. And uh, I think for the most part, we do pretty well. I don't. I'm about 50-50. Really? You're a little better than I am. People seem to think we're, uh, we're coasting. And so they wanted to throw. I feel like it. They wanted to throw a challenge in front of us, oh. and that leads us to today's tongue twister Tuesday. Are you ready, steady, Eddie? Because there's going to be so many words you cannot say over, over, and again. E. So take a breath, prepare yourself the best you possibly can be for Tiddly Tongue Twister Tuesday. I would like to thank and also curse. Matthew King, <laughs> evil genius Matthew King, for sending us in today's Tongue Twister Tuesday. Here we go. Okay. Ted fed Fred bread. Jesus Christ. Fred fed Ted bread. Oh, come on. Fuck you. 
Here, I wrote it down for you. It's not. Just... Now, I don't know how the furries, the oh, evangelical furries feel about Ted and Fred feeding each other bread, whether that crosses a line or not. But that is today's tongue twister. Uh, just looking at it, the words are floating around on the paper. There's E's and A's just floating around. It's impossible. Fuck, that may be another problem. <laughs> if the words they're are floating, they're, they're literally floating if they're around. Moving in front of your eyes, you may want to get I tested. Can't. I might need to. Uh okay. okay. You know how it works. I do. We do it three times in a row. Speed mm -hmm. is of the essence, uh -huh. and uh, we do our best. So here we go, Matthew King. Damn you, oh, Jesus. Here we go. <clears throat> fed, 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 <laughs> fed. <laughs> I was looking ahead. I was looking wrong ahead. Wrong word to start with. Ted fed Fred bread. Fred Ted Fred. <laughs> oh, no. It's going to be just a train wreck. <laughs> Ted fed Fred bread. Fred Ted. Ted fed Fred bread. Ted fed Fred bread. Fred fed Ted bread. Fed Fred Ted bread. Ted fed Fred bread. Fred fed Ted bread. Ted Fred Fred bread. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> this is just impossible. I'm going to do it one more time oh. and there's surrender. I'm just going to just let you go. And just let go and let God, in the words of the furries. Ted fed Fred bread. Fred, Ted, Fred. Oh. One more time. Ted fed Fred bread. Fred fed Ted bread. Ted Fred, Fred bread. Fred. <laughs> it just, it becomes just impossible. sounds. Just, just sounds rah, coming rah, rah, out of rah. your head. After a minute. Uh -huh. All right, you win, Matthew. You you're beat gonna... me. I don't know if you're going to beat Eddie Pence. Oh, you, you've already won. But uh, here we go. Ted fed Fred bread. Fred Ted Ted bread. <laughs> Ted fed Fred bread. Fred Fred. Fuck! <laughs> two Freds. It's only one Fred. Ted fed Fred bread. Fred fed Ted bread. Fred Fred Ted bread. Ted Fred Fred bread. <laughs> I, it's just Fred and Ted are just interchangeable at this and, point. And you just stop. It, the words stop having meaning. They just meaning. stop. Yes. It's just Ed and Fred and Ted bread. Just It's just <sighs> madness and impossibility. Ted fed Fred bread. Fred Ted. Fed, there's no go. Fred wouldn't Ted. Fred would have to fed Ted. Fred doesn't Ted fed. No. Ted fed Fred bread. Fred fed Ted bread. Fed Fred Ted bread. Fuck, no! No, no, no it's, you it's can't. literally impossible. That's garbage. That is literally impossible. Screw you. Matthew. Matthew. We hate you, oh, and we love God. you. But that was a nightmare, and... Don't ever do that again. Someone send us something easy for next week so we can... Fed Fred Ted bread. Ted fed Fred bread. <laughs> You're going to be mumbling that in your sleep tonight. <laughs> it's going to be my rosebud. <laughs> People are going to wonder what I was doing when I was dying. His last words were Fred, Ted, Fred, Ted. That's it for today's Tongue Twister Tuesday. Tongue Twister Tuesday. It's a twister. It's a twister. Say it. Say it. Tongue Twister Tuesday. Tongue Twister Tuesday. It's a twister. It's a twister. Oh, my God. When I just read that one, I was like, oh, man. Insanity. But I hate to cherry pick, you know? Oh. You can't just look for the ones that are easy breezy. You got to come the next one down the line. You got to do. That's how I feel. Got to play. You got to play the games, yeah. the schedules you're given. Right. Or whatever they say. Only cheat yourself. If you'd like to send us a tongue twister, don't be mean. Yeah, man. Like Matthew King. But you can still send it. Ralph at theralphreport.com. If you want to contact Eddie, Eddie at theralphreport.com. Steve Ashton's email address, Steve 
at theralphreport.com. You can find us all on social media as well. Or if you want to reach out, you can do what a lot of folks like to do. Send us a, a voicemail message via the old Ralph Report hotline. You can dial it up 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It's available to you. Anything that's on your mind, your thoughts, your feelings, your questions, your comments, all are welcome. Just dial the number one 833 Hi, Ralph. Once again, one 833 Hi, Ralph. And rest assured, I will listen because I listen to each and every voicemail. And then I grab a handful of them that catch my ear, and we put them here in Garmy on the Line. The telephone is ringing. The Garmy's on the line. Ralph's going to play your calls now. Oh boy, hmm. I uh, I got called into HR Uh-oh. yesterday Uh-oh. after yesterday's show. <laughs> Apparently, lawyers are involved. Oh no! Yeah, it's, I I may have made a grave error. That's crazy, and you're your own boss too. I know, weird. right? <laughs> so you can imagine how grievous my behavior <laughs> must have been. Hi, Mr. Garman. This is uh, Thomas from West Ward and Napier. Uh, your law firm just wanted to go ahead and ask you to stop intentionally bruising your penis as an excuse to show your coworkers. We just, the paperwork we're getting from these claims are just, it's just starting to pile up. And especially when you, when you do it on your podcast, it's just the paperwork is just overwhelming. I apologize. So if you could stop again, intentionally bruising your penis so you can show your coworkers. All right. That would be just awesome okay. uh thanks and have a great day thank you thank you counselor now i didn't file the complaint I, well someone must i know have. i'm the only one of the other person in the office i did not file the complaint apparently someone <laughs> i don't know who else it could have been someone filed some paperwork <laughs> who could have who Maybe. could have suspected that pulling your penis out at work would present a problem <laughs> since I mean, when I mean, you think working from home you're safe right right not in this day and age you know, I forgot to turn the camera off, I think, was the problem. <laughs> um, for those of you inquiring, by the way, I'm, I'm healing up nicely, by the way. It's, it's faded. It's only about half of oh, what good. it was. I don't, I don't need to you see wanna, it. You wanna, no, you wanna, not, don't need to see, see it. To see improvement? Don't. It's improved significantly. <laughs> You're going to get another letter. You're going to get another letter. Here I thought, after the fact, when I did that yesterday yeah. on the show, oh, boy, that's going to open up a whole can of worms. Right. Here's going to be a bunch of phone calls about me taking my penis out. <laughs> not even... The biggest reaction from yesterday's show. Huh. The vast majority of penis-related phone calls yeah. were about you, not My, about me. Pen, me? Yeah. Why? Here's a call from Drew from the Bronx that represented the uh, the interest and curiosity of a lot of people. Oh, oh, my God. Hearing how Eddie Pence fucking jerks off is hilarious, bro. Oh, my God. I'm just... It makes that <laughs> sound effect so much funnier, knowing he just strokes the tip real fast. <laughs> Who the fuck jerks off like that? You are a fucking fiend, Eddie. That's fucking hilarious, bro. LMB. <laughs> You're a fiend. I don't just do the tip. Yesterday's show. I do. I, I focus more on the top you part. focus on the top I don't go down penis. to the, the base of the shaft. I think it just... Your description... Tried to have a lot of people tried to have a mental image and they couldn't quite figure out exactly what th you were doing. I think everybody thinks I'm just doing the okay sign right around the head of the penis. 
That's not what I do. Given your description that you not only what I'm focus doing. on the top, it, it's not a ridiculous. I'm saying that gets the majority of the attention. That's where the nerve endings are. I suppose. But the base of the penis, why would you go all the way down to the bottom of the flagpole? I, I, I have sensation. You don't fly a flag down there. Up and down, every, everywhere I have sensation. You look up the salute. You don't look at the ground. A lot of people were just curious about exactly what we were talking about. They had a hard time well, with the mental imagery. So... I don't know. Well, you're going to have to keep it a mental image. Here's the thing about yeah. uh, self-pleasure. Yeah. It's a very unique, specific activity. Mm -hmm. And so you never know how people get off yeah. when they're alone. You don't. It's, it's, a, it's a completely unique, uh, to, it's unique to every individual. And there's certain ways that make you get off a lot quicker than other ways. Apparently. I'm a I'm a full service guy, and you're just right there. Well, I'm, also, I'm almost too sensitive at the top. I can't focus a lot of time there. I'm also ambidextrous, so I go. I can go. I can switch hit. Oh, I see. So you can switch hit, uh, and, and it's weird. I, so you have a threesome. You have a threesome with yourself. I can. Yeah. Sometimes you get in there, and you twist. You do the yeah. old uh, pepper shaker thing, <laughs> the paper mill, the pepper mill. Yeah, I just, I, I got to I can't. I can't take on any new challenging techniques apparently because i'm hurting myself you want some pepper on your salad i gotta stay basic <laughs> not like you this is a very eddie centric se segment by the oh, way good almost Great. everybody called in with stuff about you i love that we were also also talking yesterday during uh, this day in history uh -huh. about uh, spam being trademarked oh yeah and that created a whole new uh section hey ralph you know eddie on the crew um so eddie doesn't like spam you would think that him eating like a child, he'd like Spam. You've got to do that for Munch and Monday. Spam is one of my favorite things in the world. It's so good. Please, Munch and Monday, I'd love to see that. Love you guys. Mean it by. Now, I believe we have covered Spam we on have. Munch and Monday. Early on, we covered Spam. Yeah, very yes. early on. Yes. And it is one of my favorite foods as well. I do not enjoy it. But you have to remember, Eddie has ham issues. I do. So that this is spam being of the ham family. Spam is ham adjacent. <laughs> it's very ham adjacent. And so, so I think that's why Eddie uh, yeah, shies not, away from deviled ham, from uh, spiced ham. No hams. Honey, uh, honey baked ham. Any of the, any anything of the in the hams. ham family yeah. or the hamily, as I like to call it. <laughs> Uh, Eddie is not good. Except with bacon that. and pork chops. Yeah, see? I'll of those. Same animal. Same animal, just different parts of the animal. Fascinating. Yes. You love parts of it. I love parts of it. But not yeah, not so much the other. Yeah. Hmm. And spam, I don't even know what part that is. I think that's... Uh, asshole. No. <laughs> Scrotum. Scrotum and asshole. I don't believe I think so. that's it at all. Mm. Not quite sure how they, they make up spam, but I know it's... It's got it's an O-ring in it, for it's sure. It's big. Um, again, mm -hmm. you know, I am helpless when someone calls in with a timestamp or time oh. code regarding yesterday's show. This yes. one also Eddie Pence oh, good. related. Good. Keep piling on. Hey, Ralph. Yoho, Eddie, crew, Gilbert, one-star general Seth calling in. Uh, a new time code, one hour, one minute, 44 seconds. Wow. All right. Love you. Mean it. Bye. Yeah, that was during Munch and Monday when we were eating okay. the Atomic Frog Balls. All right. And people seem to think that you uh, went back to your roots, to your 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 family's southern oh, roots. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. Here's here's the clip. It ain't good. <laughs> I do, the West Virginia pokes out every once in a while. It ain't good. Oh, my God. You sound like a moonshiner. <laughs> it ain't good. <laughs> I have a little Blue Ridge in me. <laughs> hey, 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 Reb. <laughs> The revenuers are coming up the mountain. <laughs> it ain't good. No, it ain't. Hey, city boy. Get yourself your squirrel gun. 
<laughs> it ain't good. They're going to shut down our still. Why don't you get them panties off? It ain't good. <laughs> <laughs> and we know we're taking a request now for uh, stuff we used to do on the show, jingles and things we used to play that have sort yeah. of fallen out of favor mm -hmm. recently. Um, but I had no idea the demand was so strong for this. Hey, Ralph, since we're doing some uh, some throwbacks uh, sometimes, uh, this one isn't a very far one, but uh, can we can we hear Eddie's intro songs again? You know, my name is Eddie, hello, Spaghetti, if I eat it, whatever I can. Yeah. Anyways, L&B. Now, he wants to hear it, but nobody wants to hear it more than Lukash, our listener in Bahrain. Oh. Hi, Ralph. Hi, Eddie. This is Lucas from Bayern, one star general. What the fuck, Ralph? Where is Eddie Spaghetti? I love this jingle. I demand turn on Eddie Spaghetti every day. What the fucking fuck? Love it, minute by. It's like the Iron Sheik is demanding Jeez, something Lukash, you need to call every day. Yes, Lukash uh, demands more of Eddie Spaghetti, so... <laughs> Here you go, both versions, a preemptive strike. <laughs> My name is Eddie, I love spaghetti, so I eat it whenever I can. If it's ready, give me spaghetti. It's a lovely thing, it looks like string, it's such a thrill to eat my fill and gobble till there's nothing on the plate. Spaghetti is great. My name is Eddie, I love spaghetti, so I eat it. It looks like strange, such a thrill to eat my bill. And gobble till there's nothing on the plate. Spaghetti's great. There we oh, go. That's great. All right. It's amazing. Uh, everyone can just relax. Lukash, <laughs> I thought was going to come after me. <laughs> and you know, we play upbeat music for you each and every episode to make your day a little bit brighter. We call those our happy hits. I have to be honest with you kids. Doing the show for as long as we've been doing it now, it's got to be almost coming up on five years. You're coming up on five in what, January, yeah. right? You know, not every day is, is a, an exciting adventure. Like any job, you get used to it, and yeah. some days are harder than others. Yeah. But there are always bright moments for me putting the show together, especially when we get something brand new that we've never had before and I'm guessing we'll likely never have again. <laughs> Hunter called in with a request for his happy hit. We've had a lot of people ask for happy hits for a lot of different reasons. Yeah. Sometimes they're sad, the loss of a loved one, or someone is sick, or they've mm -hmm. lost a job and they need to need a pick-me-up, we have never had anything like Hunter's request for today's happy hit. What up, Ralph? Yoho, Eddie. Hunter Romango out of Montana for SAR. I'm calling in for a happy hit. I uh, want to dedicate this one to my future brother-in-law. Uh, after 20 long years and many, many demolition derbies, he finally took first place this weekend. And I was just hoping you could play him Bad to the Bone by George Thurgood. <laughs> Fucking awesome win. Well earned. That one goes out to Casey Seeloff. All right. I love you guys. I mean it. Peace. We've never had anyone celebrating their first demolition derby win. Oh, yeah. Here on the nice. Ralph Report. So uh, to Hunter's future brother-in-law, Casey, congratulations on your first Demolition Derby Way win. Way to stick with it. After 20 years. Most people would have walked away. or gotten, Most people couldn't walk away. Couldn't have walked away after 20 years of Demolition Derby. With cars ramming into each other. That's a, that's a sport you don't want to get old in. 
But uh, he stayed with it Hell after yeah, 20 man. years. Hell yeah. All right. He's earned it. Here's George Thorogood's Bad to the Bone, today's happy hit. That's a demolition derby song if ever I heard one. Dude. Congratulations, Casey. <laughs> now get out. Get out of the get Walk out away. of the game. Walk away on top. That's right. Walk away on top. Thanks to everybody who called in today. You too can be featured in the Garmy on the line segment, but that can only happen if you call me. Garmy around. It's the number everyone's talking about. Garmy right now at one. Hey there, it's Ralph Garman here. I hope you're enjoying the show. And if you are, why not subscribe to The Ralph Report so you can hear it every day, Monday through Friday. For just 15 cents a day, you can be a one-star general supporter, and that will get you the show in your ear holes Monday through Friday. Of course, there are two, three, and four-star general levels as well, which gets you more bonus content and more access to me. So if you like what you're hearing, why not subscribe? Go to patreon.com slash the Ralph Report. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash the Ralph Report. Subscribe today so you don't miss a thing. Now it's time for us to check out the huge calendar that hangs here on the Batcave wall. On that calendar, each and every calendar. What? <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. Each and every calendar. Each it's just one big one, man. It's one big calendar. Yeah, a bunch of them. But on that calendar, uh-huh. it has each and every day ah. of the calendar year right, and all of go. the holidays <laughs> that fall on those days. Now we don't believe all of them desi- deserve celebrating or desire celebrating either of those to be true. <laughs> so what we like to do is break them down for you as a public service into holidays and holidays. Holiday or holiday, please tell me what we celebrate, Ralph Garman. (sighs) 
It's National Levi Day. Levi, the jeans. Nope. No? No. Oh, the name? The goddamn name. How does that name get a That's a day? what I'm talking about. And there's about. no Ralph Day. You're goddamn right there huh. isn't. And I wouldn't accept it if there was. So I'm certainly not going to accept <laughs> National <laughs> Levi Day. That's a weird one to get a day. I wouldn't think that would get a day. If you're a Garmy member and your name is Levi, I love you. But we're not celebrating the fact that you have a name. That's not going to be a holiday. <laughs> I'm shocked to know that Levi is as popular as it is. As of 2020, Levi was the 18th most popular boy name in the United States of America, according to the Social Security Administration. One of the trendy names, I guess. I suppose. Uh, Levi has biblical roots, as you can imagine. Yes, in the Old Testament, Levi is the son of Jacob and Leah. Hmm. So there you go. I don't know, Jacob. Leah who? I don't know. Uh, Levi means unification or founding of something. So apparently it's uh, origin is in the Hebrew language. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, great, good, fine. Not a holiday. (laughs) I don't think I know a Levi. I'm trying to think if I know one. I don't think I know a Levi. I know, no, I don't. Seems like a rare name to me. I know know a last name, Levi. You do? Yeah. Zachary Levi. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Chuck, right? Yeah, yeah. Shazam. Yeah, yeah. Zachary Levi. Yeah, that's right. I don't know a Levi. I don't either. I always think of uh, the Elton John song. Uh, uh, Levi? Is that the name? <laughs> I don't know what song you're talking about. Levi, he wants to go to Venus. <laughs> leave me on far behind. Spend the blue Levon. Oh, it's Levon. Levon. Say it's not even Levi. Oh. oh. I just got into it. I realized I was completely wrong. <laughs> Uh, International Blind Dog Day. Oh. Yeah. I have a soft spot for dogs that have things wrong with them. Yeah. Except for mine. Because <laughs> he's he's mentally ill. And I, it's not quite as it's not quite as visible, so you don't get the immediate sympathy yeah. that you do with like a blind dog or a dog with three legs or whatever. Yeah. So it's sad. Like it's super sad. My last dog, Buster, before he passed, he was basically He was a mess. He was blind and wearing diapers. And we came home one day and he, he was He'd gotten between the couch and the end table and his head was just up against the wall. Like he'd oh. walked into that space and he's blind. He didn't know how to get, so he was just standing there. And I don't know how long he had been there. Oh, that's sad. It's very sad. Yeah. So it's it's a terrible thing. Uh, so. Blindness is very common in dogs, especially older dogs. A bunch of medical conditions can cause it. Some dogs are born with uh, no eyes. You see those all oh, the yeah. time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're super hard to adopt out. And it, it takes a special kind of owner to take care of a handicapped yeah. dog. So on this day, they raise awareness for International Blind Dog mm. Day, and we'll we'll give them. That's a, a good. You thing. can celebrate that. I here's the thing about dogs. Yeah, that I find remarkably inspirational mm. is that dogs almost invariably, when they have a physical handicap, just go about their lives being dogs. They don't. They don't know they have a handicap. They don't. They don't mope about it yeah. they don't get depressed about it they just go about the business of being a but dog. they don't they don't know any better i know but that's, that's the beauty of it that's kind of aspirational i think for all of us right for whatever stuff comes into our lives just to to try to make that the new normal as possible and to try to carry on with the business of living which is what they do yeah just saying. It's inspirational. It's not a bad th- it's not a bad quality to uh, to no. appreciate. Like I guess. Right? For sure. Today's also cheap flight day. Is that the thing? Is there a thing? Is there cheap flights? Well, they say 
I haven't had one in a while. Now, I don't know who they are, but they say this day, August 23rd, yeah. is the first day after the majority of people have concluded their summertime vacation oh. plans. And airlines tend to jack up the prices during the summer months because right. families are traveling. taking trips. And they say on the 23rd, traditionally, that's when airlines start to drop uh, their prices because demand drops. Yeah, and Thanksgiving. So this is the opportunity. Yeah, this is the window between yeah. now and the holidays when you can actually get some hmm. cheap airfare. Oh, okay. So if you're looking to take a trip, you may want to go online and check out the, uh, a trip. the numbers today. Well, I'm heading back to Philadelphia <laughs> oh, that's right, in November, are. and I haven't purchased my tickets You might want to do that. Because I've been waiting. For the, the lull, and I'm thinking, I didn't know it was cheap airfare day. You might need to do that. Apparently today's today. the day, so I might look into it. Speaking of flying, uh -huh. today's National Ride the Wind Day. Ride the Wind Day. Ride the Wind. How do you ride the wind? And I've got such a long way to go. Let's ride like the wind. Right. This is Ride How the Wind. How do you ride thing. the wind? This is the day that commemorates the very first human-powered flight to win the Kremer Prize. What's the Kremer Prize? I'm glad you asked. The Kremer Prize was set up in 1959 by Henry Kremer, mm -hmm. a British industrialist, and he offered a 50,000-pound prize to the first person that could fly a human-powered aircraft over a figure-eight course totaling one mile. Ooh. And that course also included a 10-foot pole at the beginning and at the end that the aircraft had to fly over at the start and okay. finish of the race. No one was ever capable of doing that until this day, August 23rd, 1977, the Gossamer Condor, built by Dr. Paul B. McCready, was able to complete the course and win the prize. Wow. So this is a day that all human-powered aerialists celebrate as an inspirational day for them to fly their human-powered aircraft. Fly a figure eight over a mile. But the fact, that's a pretty... Ten feet above the ground. The dude was bicycling, Was basically. he flapping or bicycling? He was bicycling. He wasn't dressed like a large condor? <laughs> no, he wasn't. That would have made it more the special. The Gossamer Condor, it's a beautiful... They've, they've got a documentary about it. Yeah. It's this gorgeous, giant, one-winged thing with a gondola underneath it. Right. With a guy strapped into a chair, away. just pedaling his ass And the off. wings are flapping? No, it made a propeller go behind him. Uh, so it acted sort of like a glider, but it. it was propelled by his leg power. Huh. And that's that's got to be ballsy to think, all right, I can keep pedaling for, for yeah. a mile flying this thing at a certain height. I couldn't do that. I couldn't either. So I guess we'll sell it. Right? Yeah, sure. Still rather be dressed as a condor. <laughs> that would be cooler. Much cooler. Absolutely. It's also find your inner nerd today. I don't need the help. No one needs that. <laughs> I don't need help doing that. Thanks. Right. If you're a nerd, it's there all the time. You don't have to find it. <laughs> it's not hiding from you. Yeah. And if you don't enjoy that stuff, you don't enjoy that stuff. Most of our nerddom hangs out very yeah. close to the surface. Yeah. And we don't need to uh, make a big deal out of it. Just, yeah. just live your we life. We don't hide it anymore. That's the beauty of this day and that age is is you let it shine. It. Yes, I agree. Just let your nerd flag fly. Yes. If you don't have one, then don't fly it. That's right. Today's National Sponge Cake Day. National Sponge Cake. Okay. No? It's the most boring of all desserts. But don't you have a strawberry shortcake? Isn't that sponge cake? Strawberry shortcake? That's not what they're celebrating. It's just the plain old sponge cake? The sponge cake. Does it's it have like, a taste? It's like saying, let's celebrate dirt. Because everything is built on top of dirt and it comes in very handy. <laughs> the foundation. It is the, the foundation, yes. But I think we just all accept it right. as is. No one's saying, you know what I could go for right now? Just a plain piece of sponge cake. 
and a That's, fork. That sounds like a good time. Sounds to like me. a recipe for choking to death. It's a good way to take yourself out. Well, no, a good a good sponge cake should be moist, Eddie. It's not you're not eating. <laughs> That's not like pound dry, cake. You're not eating dry. Pound water. cake has flavor and, and butter. Butter, a lot of butter, a lot of butter, and it's got it's yeasty. Yeah, yes. sponge cake is made without yeast. It's one of the few yeast-free okay. cakes, so it never rises. Right. So it's they say it's hard to bake one, but I don't care. Well, you should. The gauntlet's been thrown. You should bake a sponge cake. No, who wants the sponge cake? It's the evolution in your bakery. <laughs> no, the Ralph Garman Bakery. I got other things to get to. All right, speaking of foods, you know we always find a food related to a holiday and we run it past Eddie Pence, seeing if it's something he'd be willing to eat or at the least stick up his ass and pull out. <laughs> See, you couldn't even put a sponge cake up your ass. Wouldn't, no, you'd wouldn't be, hold. You'd be cramming it. That's right. It'd be all crumbly. You don't want to cram. We talk about the food, then we pull the handle of the patented Eddie Pence jackpot slot machine. When those reels go round and round, when they stop, if they match. Jackpot. That means Eddie's eating that mm-hmm. food. If they're mismatched, <laughs> Eddie's not going to no, go for it. No. All right. Today, August 23rd, is National Cuban Sandwich Day. Oh, sweet Lord. The Cuban sandwich, toasted, pressed. They always have those sandwich pressed when you get a Cuban uh, Cubano, as it's also known, consists of ham, roasted pork, Swiss cheese, pickles, and mustard on that thin Cuban bread, crusty on the outside, nice and uh, tender on the inside. Then you put it together and you put it in a press, sort of like a panini press, and you get a toasted, hot, melty Cuban sandwich. Oh, my God. Not only does it bring all those flavors together, but it has history as well because all of those elements have traditions amongst different immigrant groups, and they brought them together to one simple sandwich. The Cubans, the Germans, and the Italians all contributed ingredients to that sandwich. Why is it called the Cuban? Uh, Because the Cuban, it became popular in Cuba. Did the Cuban have the press? The Cuba. (laughs) Yeah, he was the only guy. You want to press it. He was the only guy with the iron. He had an electric (laughs) iron, and everybody else was looking for a way to heat up their sandwich. Uh, this, uh, This was founded, by the way, by journalist Christopher Spada of the... Tampa Bay Times, he was trying to uh, create a national day mm-hmm. for the Cuban sandwich. And he chose August 23rd, I like how he thinks, because the only other food holiday on that was National Sponge Cake Day. And he said, who cares about that? <laughs> and so National Cuban Sandwich Day was born. Oh, man, I want one right now. I might have to find one after we're done here. That's how delicious that sounds. But it's not about me. Does Eddie Pence want to bite into a Cubano? Only one way for us to find out. Let's pull our handle. One Cubano, two Cubanas. Now, I, I think we, we had a Cubano on the show at one point. Like Did early, we do that early for on. Munch and Monday? I don't feel it was a Munch and Monday. This was pre, pre-Munch and Monday. Oh, I think you just, just brought just, one just on the one? show. And I thought it was okay minus the pickle. Oh, but if I have to eat it with the pickle, no. But if you can take the fucking pickle out, maybe I'll no, have it. No, then you no. Don't get to, you don't get the monkey no. with the Cubano. Because I remember biting it. I go, oh, this isn't bad, but this it's pickle sucks. It's all good. All of it is good. No, the pickle Every sucks. Bit. The mustard, the ham, the pork, the Swiss cheese, yeah. the pickle. Everything is integral. I didn't even mind the ham in it, if I remember correctly. I don't believe you did. If I if now that, that you reminded me. The I'm, pickle, I could not stand. It's just. So I. that's why I poo-pooed it. Uh, I don't mind it if you take the fucking pickle you're out. You're not... Don't you touch the Cuban, Cuban the sandwich. Pickle. Just eat it. Hold it. That's No. Hold the pickle. I'm going to hold your pickle. I saw your pickle. Just part of it. I saw enough of it. I just pulled out enough to win. It's like that old joke, right? <laughs> How's that joke go? <laughs> uh, I forget. I don't remember. I know that's the punchline, but I can't remember the setup. 
somebody will call in it's, with it. It's some, it's like a, it's some sort of penis contact. Right. And then I pulled out just and enough guy, to win. And the guy said, Oh my God, you know, did, you know, were they impressed? And he's like, no, I just pulled out enough to win or something. <laughs> anyway, it's not a good joke. If you only remember the punchline <laughs> turns out. All right. That's it for today's holiday or holiday. All righty, now it's time to take a look at all the entertainment news with a segment I call the Showbiz Beat. Well, this Gary Busey story just gets oh, no, worse and worse. There's more. No, this the details are coming out Ish. now. We're finding out about this incident that happened on August 13th. We were talking about it yesterday at Monster Mania. Mm -hmm. It's a big fan event there in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. And three different women repeat, uh, reported to police that Busey was inappropriate with them. We talked about the charges of uh, sexual groping that he was charged with, but now we know the details more. Apparently one woman that was posing for a picture with Busey, he put his face into her breasts Ugh. and asked where she got them. Then he allegedly attempt to unlatch her bra strap. What? That's what? Full on assault. Jesus, man. Another woman claimed he grabbed her butt. And then uh, the cops got a call the next day from a man who reported that his daughter was also sexually oh. assaulted by Busey. He grabbed her butt during a photo I'm op as beat well. Beat the fuck out of him. Then the details get even more bizarre. Three victims reported the groping. The cops approached Busey. First, he denied it. Then he asked the cops to apologize on his behalf. Oh my God. To the victims. Then said, sometimes you accidentally touch somebody's body part. And then asked the cops to please talk the complainants out of pressing any charges. Jesus. So he's not a well man. No, he's not. He needs a handler. And what kind of conversation was that? <laughs> hey, look, I was Buddy Holly. Could you have them not? <laughs> Press charges against me. <laughs> oh. But apparently he's okay because over the weekend here in California, paparazzi took pictures of Gary Busey pulling his pants down in a public park. <laughs> this is going to end terribly. He was sitting on a bench at Point Doom Park in Malibu, and uh, I guess he didn't know the paparazzi were nearby, but he, uh, he had sweatpants on and he pulled them down to his knees hmm. and then just continued to sit on the bench. Pleasant. And then uh, eventually got up and pulled his pants back up. He's just by himself out there doing that? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Nobody knows quite sure his reasoning behind Jeez. it. Um, not the first time people have complained about him pulling his pants down, by the way. Yeah. He was on the British version of Celebrity Big Brother. And the other people living in the Big Brother house complained that he pulled his pants down. And he wasn't wearing any underwear. <sighs> and he said he had to wrap his knee because he has a bum knee. So he just had to do it. So he just pulled his pants down. <sighs> But it uh, didn't look like he was wrapping his knee oh, over the weekend. This is going to get worse. So someone needs to... He needs a handler. He needs to be under someone's care yeah. in the facility and, and figure out what's going on. Mm -mm. More celebrities behaving badly. Fetty Wap. Fetty Wap? Fetty Wap, Who's the rapper. That? Rapper oh, Fetty Wap. I don't know Fetty Wap. You know Fetty Wap. I don't know Fetty Everybody Wap. knows Fetty Wap. He was sentenced yesterday to five years behind... He will be sentenced, rather, to five years behind bars Ooh. after pleading guilty to a federal drug charge. Ooh. It turns out that Fetty yeah. was using the United States Postal Service to smuggle drugs. Oh, they don't like that. They don't. No, they, they frown upon that. And by the way, 
not a good way to smuggle. No. They're famously losing stuff all the time. Right? Your packages get damaged. Deliver to the wrong place. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. wouldn't trust my no. mailman with my drugs. No. Uh, they did an investigation. They uncovered $1.5 million in cash was being transported, 16 kilos of cocaine, Ooh. two kilos of heroin, fentanyl pills, and several guns. Oh, you can't do that. So he's going away just, for at least five years, if not more. Man. Because... You can't use UPS or something? Did, what can Brown do for you? <laughs> they, can, they can get stuff done. They can fucking keys through that shit. And are you a fan of Community? Oh, the that TV show? show, show? Community? I never watched it. I never watched it either. I've heard good things about it, but I never watched it. That's so funny that both of us never have watched it because I know it has a rabid fan base. Yeah, it does. Like, almost like a cult fan base. Yeah, and they'll be happy to know the sitcom's creator, Dan Harmon, has affirmed that a Community movie is going to happen. Ooh. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. He says uh, the... Uh, Script is being worked on, story outline is done, and negotiations with the cast are underway. Is Chevy Chase part of it? I don't believe he'll be back. <laughs> He's not coming back. But I think uh, Mikhail and the rest of the crew will be. Uh, they've all said separately in interviews that they would love to get back together again and work again. Yeah. They all had a good time on that show. And so uh, it's always been in the realm of possibility, but now Harmon has confirmed that it's actually going to hmm. happen. So it's good news for community fans. Take a look at today's celebrity birthdays. All these stars born on August 23rd. Barbara Eden. Mm. Jeannie herself yeah. from The Bottle. 91 years old oh today. Oh, my God. <laughs> Richard Sanders, WKRP in Cincinnati. Les Nessman, yep. newsman Les Nessman. Yep. He's 82 years old today. <laughs> I, my first ever professional, no, second, first job out here in Los Angeles, my second professional acting job ever was on a syndicated sitcom called You Can't Take It With You. Okay. Starring Harry Morgan yeah. post-MASH. Okay. After MASH and after after MASH. After after MASH, yeah, yeah. This was his next gig. Okay. He played the grandfather in this family, and it's based on an old... Uh, um, Broadway show that was a big hit and it was a movie version as well. This was a TV version of You Can't Take It With You. And Richard Sanders was also in the cast. Hmm. And I never got to work with him. He wasn't in my episode. Right. But he was around a bunch because they were uh, rehearsing for yeah. the next week's episode. Could not have been a sweeter, kinder guy. I like that. That entire cast was uh, super nice to me. I like that. Harry Morgan, who, uh, you may, if you don't know the name, he was, well, first of all, he was Jack Webb's partner yes. on, on yes, Dragnet. First and, and, and in the film Dragnet, he was he reprised his role. Oh, that's right. I forgot he was in that yeah. one as well. Uh, but most people know him as Colonel Potter from MASH. Yeah. And I think it was our second or third day rehearsing or something. And he had pretty much checked out. He was not, um, didn't work too hard on this show. Right. It was a paycheck, right. obviously, for Harry. Right. He had been through. He'd done his good he work. He had done his good work. <laughs> and he was just, he had a house, he had a like a beach house or something. He was paying <laughs> off. Because everything was cue cards everywhere. Oh, wow. Never memorized a line. Wow. And wouldn't you couldn't look him in the eye because he wasn't looking at you in the eye. He was looking over your shoulder <laughs> at the guy with the cue cards. But we were about two or three days into rehearsal. And if you know the, the sitcom schedule, you rehearse. You know, you do a table reading on a Monday, you get it up on its feet, you rehearse for a couple of days, yeah. you do camera blocking like on a Thursday, Friday morning, and yeah. then Friday nights usually you yeah. you record in front of a live audience. That's the, it's a week-long thing. Right. About halfway through the week, 
he pulls me over. Uh, and again, I was just, I just moved to LA. It was my first audition in Los Angeles. Wow. And I got the gig and he pulled me aside and said, you know what? You're pretty good in this show. I think you got, you got a chance. Oh. Unsolicited. I didn't ask him, you know, for anything. I was scared to death to talk to anybody. Yeah, basically. yeah. I said, what a nice thing for an old vet like him to say to, young a, guy to a kid who yeah. knew he, who he probably saw was nervous and struggling and stuff. And he was just so kind to me. That's nice. So I'm glad there's people out there like that yeah. in this business. Singer Linda Thompson, probably best known for being Elvis's last girlfriend, I guess. 75 years old today. Guitarist De Dean DeLeo of Stone Temple Pilots is 61. Waiting on a Sunday afternoon. It's weird. Like all those grunge guys now have their AARP cards. I know. It's, it's crazy. Crazy to me. If they're still with us. If they're still with I us. I think of Scott Weiland all the time. Right. What a loss. Jay Moore is 52 years old. Scott Kahn, son, of course, of James, but an actor in his own right over there on Hawaii 5 0. 46 years old today. Singer Julian Casablancas of The Strokes is 44. Shelly Long from Cheers, 73 years old. Ray Park from uh, Phantom Menace, of course. Darth Maul. Yeah. And also... Uh, Instagram. Instagram, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's another guy with problems. Yeah. 48 years old today. And singer, actor, goddamn legend, Rick Springfield is 73 years old today. I love me some Rick Springfield. It's the hardest day of the year for me when it's his birthday and I have to pick one mm. Rick Springfield song tough, tough. to play. What, what do you pick of the pantheon of smash hits Rick Springfield had. I'm not playing Jesse's Girl. I'm not going for the easy one. <laughs> Gotta dig a little deeper. Oh, do a dive. I've done everything for you. You've done nothing for me. I've done everything for you. You've done nothing for me. If you ever go through a bad breakup, fellas, just crank that up. <laughs> just dance around the house in your underwear and make you feel much better. I'm not saying you haven't done that. Not saying I haven't. Not saying I have. That's for me to know <laughs> and you to find out. That's it for today's Celebrity Birthdays. I'm Ralph Garman. I walk the showbiz beat. And now, as promised, because it's a Tuesday, it's time to turn on the TV. Here we go. You know what day it is. It's TV Tunes Tuesday. On today's Ralph Report. I like that one. You know, this is getting to be a little embarrassing. What? I mean, I'm flattered and honored, but the questions coming in or the, the suggestions coming in for TV Tunes Tuesday mm -hmm. have all had a theme the past couple weeks. Hey, Ralph, Eddie, and the crew. Monica, four-star general from Eagle Rock. I thought I'd call with the TV Tunes Tuesday for the theme of shows Ralph has been in and cover House MD for your stellar role on that show. All right, thanks, LMB. Thank you so much, Monica. Yeah, we've done Doogie Howser now. Yeah. We've done, uh, what was the other, NYPD Blue, yeah. and now House, another show that I was insanely obsessed with in yeah, the day. that was one of my favorite shows. And I was so thrilled and honored when they had me come in and audition for the role of Bobby. And I can't believe I did that show in 2011, 
So that's over a decade ago. Was that, that the last season? 2012, 2011, um, 2012? It was around 2012 it ended, 2012 I think. 2012 it ended, yeah. yeah. So I was the next to last season. Okay. It was on Fox for eight seasons, ran from 2004 through 2012. And in 2011, in an episode called Transplant, I played the role of Bobby, which recently popped up on social media. Uh, Bobby was a hard-drinking East Coast guy who wore a leather jacket everywhere. How'd you pull that off? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Don't let anyone tell you I don't have range. I'm kind of like the, uh, uh, who's the guy? What guy? <laughs> That's very broad. It's a very broad the, question. Uh, I'll drink your milkshake guy. The uh, my left foot guy. The, the guy who just retired. He's known for disappearing in his roles. Come on. Oh, uh, 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 d- d- Three d- names. D- 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 Daniel Day-Lewis. Daniel Day-Lewis. Daniel Day-Lewis. I'm like, yes. a, I'm like Daniel yes, Day-Lewis. Yes, you are. I just disappear into my character. Did you break character at all during this performance? I never did. I lived, no. I lived... <laughs> ate and slept bobby i would i was i i wow. drank a lot as research i wore a leather jacket and people in your life were okay with that and, and some of them didn't even notice that's how smoothless <laughs> my transition was um i've told this story before but <laughs> i got onto the lot to do my costume fitting and they said this is what we see you in and they pulled out a a long sleeve collared shirt and a black leather blazer which was identical to the one that I had already owned. And I was like, is so this a, you weren't wearing it. Is this a joke? <laughs> I thought they were joking with me. But no, that's that was the uh, the costume. You probably auditioned in that. I probably did. Yes. Anyway, House MD, just a just a great film. Of course, the great David Shore was the creator of that program. I got a little history before I started on the show. I was uh, friends with Liz Friedman, who wrote this episode, because she and I worked out at the same boxing gym back in the oh, day, wow. as did Hugh Laurie. Oh, really? And I got into the ring once with Hugh Laurie. Oh, did he mess you up? We uh, sparred, and he gave me a, a black eye. <laughs> I'm proud to say. It was a great fil- a great show. Everybody knows Dr. Gregory House. Um, not, not a coincidence that his name is House because he's basically a medical Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. So Holmes House is yeah. the homage there. A lot of um, Dr. Wilson, played by Robert Sean Leonard, yeah. sort of like his Dr. Watson yeah. in that show. But it was a genius idea about an unconventional, misanthropic medical genius who is able to diagnose the most puzzling of medical yeah. mysteries. While battling his own demons. Right. Yeah. He's a guy who's got his own addiction to, to painkillers and he's a socially inept the great, what a great character on television. Oh, so good. All the writing was just terrific. And when it came to the theme song, Brian Singer, by the way, who's also now been yes. discredited for his behavior, he was the executive producer on the show, and he loved a song that was a hit only in the UK by an English hip-hop group, uh, trip-hop group, however, as they're known, uh, Massive Attack. It was a song called Teardrop, the vocals on this are performed by Elizabeth Fraser, who was the former lead singer of the Cocteau Qu- Twins. Here is a little bit of the song Teardrop that Brian Singer was obsessed with. Fire, 
singer loved it for the show because he said the beat of that almost sounds like a human heartbeat. Yeah. And he reached out to Massive Attack and told them what a huge fan he was of that song and wanted to use it for their for his TV show. Mm -hmm. Just prior to that, the film American Beauty, Sam Mendes' film American Beauty, also asked for the rights to play that song, and they turned them down. Mm. So they were afraid to say no in this case because they were hoping it would boost their, right. their profile in the United States. So they let them have the song. For nothing? For nothing. What? Wow. And if you've ever seen an interview with uh, Massive Attack, they will talk about the huge wow. amount of money they left on the table wow. by not negotiating a deal for that song. They did not, they did not have a manager or I an agent or anything? I don't know what anything. they were thinking. That's maybe, crazy. Maybe they thought it was a one-off or the show wouldn't be a hit. Fuck, man. But as we mentioned, it ran uh, for, what was it, eight, eight, eight years? years? That's crazy. Yeah. So they took the instrumental from Teardrop and reworked it, and that's how we got the theme song to House. Here it is, the theme from House MD. Now, here's the thing. If you are a Garmy member from outside the United States, you right now are saying, that's not the theme to House. Why is he playing that? Hmm. <laughs> In its day, like 2008, House was the most watched television program in the world. Wow. It had been syndicated in 66 countries Holy around shit. the globe. Damn. But here's the thing. Because of the weird licensing deal with that particular song, that theme couldn't be used as the theme song for the show in most countries outside the United States. Hmm. South Africa, the UK, Germany, Switzerland, Belgium, Sweden, Denmark, Australia, Portugal, Spain, Italy, Ireland, Israel, Japan, New Zealand, the Netherlands, Hungary, Latin America, Greece, Hong Kong, and Turkey all couldn't have that as the theme song to the TV series House. Wow. So there is another alternate version floating around out there that the majority of people... In other countries, <laughs> no, as the theme song to House. I never knew there was a second theme song. I didn't song. know either. They got two guys named Scott Donaldson and Richard Nolan to get together and come up with a specific piece of music that is very reminiscent of the U.S. theme, but is a, uh, a different song written specifically for the show. So if you are a Garmy member from outside the U.S., this is for you, the theme song to House M.D. That's house. That is a very generic ripoff. That of is, that other, it is. That's crazy. Yeah. So that's the house theme for a lot of people who listen to the wow. show. And I love when I learn something when I'm doing this show. I had no idea that they couldn't use the American no theme idea. song outside the country. Weird. So there you go. A little something learned by everybody today on this TV Tunes Tuesday. Here we go. You know what day it is. <laughs> 
It's TV Tunes Tuesday. On today's Ralph Report. You like that, I like that one. Yeah, I knew you would. It was a good one. <laughs> Thanks, kids, for hanging out with us today. Come on back tomorrow. We'll be here. Why don't you join us? It's always a good time on a Wednesday because... Mm-hmm. Um, right. Okay. All right. TV Tune Tuesday. One Hit Wonder. You got it right! One Hit Wonder Wednesday. We'll take a look at a smash hit song and the artist who created it. Never quite able to reach that level of success again. And uh, Steve Ashton will be on. Oh, yay. All kinds of good things happen on Wednesdays. You don't want to miss the show. So, please, I'm begging you. Stay good in the hood. Take care of yourselves, kids, because... Life is life. We want yours to be long, happy, and healthy. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Until then, love you. Mean it. Bye. Ha-ha, so-ha, ha-ha, I got it, ha-ha, bye-bye. Take a better dance now. Bye, Menon. Oh, yeah.